I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah. That plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. The world has gotten even stranger than you already know. These guys come from legend. They're basically gods. Take that off. What are you? Genius billionaire playboy philanthropist. People in this room, which one is A wearing a spangly outfit and B not of use? You people are so petty. Sir, please put down the spear. Simply marvelous. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to Simply Marvelous. This is a podcast where we watch the Marvel movies in order. My name is Kyron Wheatley. I'm Reese Nicholson. Did you for a moment there forget what podcast this was? Yes. <laughs> and did you say the Marvel Moonies? Because that's what I heard. I'm Georgia Mooney of the Marvel Moonies. What are we watching this week, Mooney? <laughs> Tonight we're watching Iron Man 3. I'm Tony Stark. Build neat stuff. I got a great girl, and occasionally save the world. So why can't I sleep? The Mandarin must be stopped. You don't know who I am. You'll never see me coming. What are you going to do about these attacks? The whole world's going to be watching. The question, where is Tony Stark? Things are different now. I have to protect the one thing that I can't live without. That's you. Today is the first day of what's left of your life. I'm not afraid of you. No politics here. Just good old-fashioned revenge. Reese, what's this one about? Well, I forgot to write this until a few minutes ago, so this is what I have so far. When is an Iron Man not an Iron Man when he is just a man without the suit? 
Tony Stark breaks in and he's very rude to a little boy for a long time and Goop makes Gwyneth Paltrow almost explode. <laughs> Iron Man 3. <laughs> perfect. Iron well, perfect. I mean, that is kind of... I think that is closer than ones I've done in the past. Yeah. <laughs> I think if this episode and the last episode of Simply Marvelous are anything to go by... The commitment's waning. <laughs> How <laughs> dare you? We're still very early in the piece. Last week, Georgia yes. hadn't finished the movie. This mm. week, I can't remember the name of the podcast. And you whip out that <laughs> half-assed attempt at a plot. I don't think that was half-assed. I think that is exactly what this movie is about. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, first things first then. How'd you like the end of last week's movie, Georgia? <laughs> oh, I watched you did it watch as, it. As soon as we got off the podcast and I had a great time. And you'll be pleased to know I finished this one and a mere 15 minutes ago. So Well done. Well, Fresh in the brain. Fresh in the brain. Some of these episodes we can't remember because we watched them too long ago. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Not today, which kicks off back in 1999 to prove that Stark's been an asshole forever. <laughs> With um blue Apparently that guy, the um blue guy, is... A really good egg who's totally up for talking about that song. You know, like really? he's only had one hit, but he is like, no, nope, I'm, I'm up for talking about it as much as you want. That song changed my life. Let's <laughs> chat about it. It's ridiculous. Here we go. <laughs> I love that for him. Is it sometimes I'm blue? If I was green, I would die. Yes. Yes. If I was green, I would die. If I was green, I would die. What is yep. that song about? Being blue, and sometimes if if, it's if about you being think down. about being green, you'd be very annoyed about it. It's about being sad, but if I was envious, I'd die. <laughs> no, I think we're reading too much into. Or it. is it just about colours and abadi abadi? I don't think we've had enough edibles oh. to understand what the song is about. I think, and if we yeah. got the guy on the uh, show, which we should have, because he'd probably be up for it, um, yeah. <laughs> he'd probably say it was just a silly song, you know. You know what I like about this movie? Yeah. Ben Kingsley, Guy Pearce. Great. I love with every movie it's like a surprise who's going to be in it. I mean, probably not for most people who, who've seen yeah. the trailer, but Iron Man is definitely a bit of a liability. He's the most, he's the kind of biggest liability of the Avengers, isn't he? That's his vibe. Later on, there might even be some sort of civil war about that. Oh, hello. Oh, I see. Except in this one, it seems like their main concern is just that he's not getting enough sleep, which as far as being a liability goes, is okay. It's this kind of yeah, it is. It's mental health week down at Marvel, isn't it? When they made this movie. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Because I think his whole thing is, maybe I've read into this wrong, but he's meant to be like science. That is his whole thing. He's like, science is, and then then he met a god. And that's got to, and then he fell through a a hole in time and space. That's got to fuck you around a little bit. I'd lose some sleep about it. Yeah. I, I think it is perfectly reasonable that you're having panic, panic attacks when the world has opened up and giant alien things have flown through the air attacking you. Yeah. That's fair. Sometimes I'm like in situations where I'm like, ooh, this is full on, but deal with it. And then afterwards, like an hour later, you're like, Jesus Christ. Mm. But I've never fallen through a hole that is a, a rip in space and time. Mm. Give it time. I'm obsessed with the suit flying onto you. Yeah. Do you wish your wardrobe did the same? Oh, God. Most of all, I wish my makeup did that. Just like... I wish I wish there was a latex face I could put on every morning. Oh, God. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> this oh. lockdown life's a real drag. <laughs> she says from Sydney. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, I do like how the suit sort of keeps evolving. It's sort of its own character. Yeah. It's the city and sex in the city. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
putting your hand out and having something go is the coolest move. It's the Jedi thing. Yeah. Jumping off stuff and landing in one. And then he was like, shoot, go on that person. And it does it. (laughs) I thought they were going to make more of the cod piece element of that. Yeah. Oh, that... What they did make of it, I was already annoyed at. I was like, oh, yeah. yes, come on, yes, you've got a box. <laughs> well done. I love that at the start when he's doing his kind of um, narrated intro thing, he talks about how he never thought his past would come back to bite him, but he was a weapon stealer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of all the pasts, Jesus. Hey, great for Pepper Potts that she's working in her job, which is great. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she's sort of, it's the first time that we've seen her sort of powerful in her position as CEO and owning that. Yeah. Um, but then you get a kiss on the cheek from a creep in your past life and it's hard to remember who you were, you know? <laughs> you know, you just get one peck on the cheek. In an instant. And suddenly, high power CEO <laughs> is like, what, what's happened? Where, where, who am I? Where am I? Uh, look. What? I would say, though, if Guy Pierce kissed... You know, it's not someone from your past. It's Guy Pierce. If Guy Pierce kissed me on the cheek, I'd be like... Yeah. First of all, I would be rock hard. <laughs> and that's going to confuse me. Because yeah. then I'm like, In I'm the worried... bag area. Oh, can everyone see my erection? So yeah. then I'm thinking, where am I? Yep, same for Pepper. Same for Pepper. Sure, if Guy Pierce kisses you on the cheek. But if Guy Pierce kisses, like... A high power CEO on the cheek. Yes, again, I consider I own I I am a soul trader. That makes me the CEO of myself. <laughs> like Angela Merkel. Does Angela Merkel lose sense of herself if Guy Pierce kisses her on the cheek? Angela Merkel. I love An- who's Angela Merkel. And, <laughs> yeah, Angela Merkel. Yeah, love it. It's that old kind of message, you know. Don't bully a nerd because they will always come back to take revenge on you in the form of, mm. you know, like a sexy man who's had a makeover and grown into his muscles and is now a successful businessman with a genetically mm. modified small army. You know? And boat and boat shoes. A tail <laughs> as old as time. It's as old as time. Nothing fuels you like spite. Every success I have is purely off yes. spite and to prove to anyone in my hometown that they were wrong. <laughs> Guy Pierce's character, Killian, is doing that. But also Iron Man at some point says this is about revenge, mm. you know, when he gives out his address, mm. which on balance you'd have to say was a mistake. <laughs> but do people not know that he lived there? <laughs> Even the postcard. Yeah, exactly. You reckon the press don't know which building that the giant flying <laughs> Iron Man lands at? Yeah. Hard to say. Could it be the giant one with the platform hanging off the headland? <laughs> Who knows? I know. It seems very Googleable. Do you know what? So he lives in Malibu. Mm. I don't know if this is the wrong thing to say. Mm. Go ahead. You reckon Tony Stark knew Jeffrey Epstein? <laughs> mm. Strong they chance. Absolutely, we're going to the same parties. <laughs> oh, yeah. Trump, Trump's in all those photos. <laughs> I thought it was quite clever when Kingsley says Chinese theatre is an American invention. Fortune cookie, also an American invention. Okay. He's talking about other things mm. that aren't what they seem when he himself is mm. not what he seems. It's not what he seems. Um, clever, isn't it? They, they, that's, this sort of thing is p- cropping up in mm. Marvel movies. 
depth. It wasn't there in the first couple of films. These sorts Hidden of memes. well, that, it's it's better writers and directors. Yeah, exactly, mm. like better <laughs> writers, better directors pitched by better actors. Like it's at the start of the movie, <laughs> someone was like, "Do you want to write um the a, Cap, a Captain America movie?" And someone was like, "Excuse me, mm. absolutely not. Mm. That sounds awful." <laughs> Um, but I was reading this movie, the only kind of mar- standalone Marvel movie that it doesn't really have any foreshadowing for other movies. Yeah. Like there's, it's pretty standalone. Like there's nothing really happens. They talk about past stuff, but they don't really talk, ab- they don't set up anything in the future. Mm. Mm. There's more anti-Middle East vibes in this one. Yep. Definitely <laughs> still playing into the America war on terror scenario. It's it's from America though, like they're doing yes. it. It's all fake, and they're doing it from Malibu, so it's a little bit like maybe you shouldn't be trusting your own government. Like the vice, it's yes. a big, it's a bold move for a movie to accuse the vice president <laughs> of uh, being involved with terrorists. Yeah, <laughs> because his daughter's missing a leg. Oh yeah, that never comes up again. They arrest him at the end. Oh, they arrest him at the end. Oh yes, but I almost you blink and miss that bit. I which did is something I do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know where there's that moment where a war machine is like, you can save Pepper or save the president. Like, mm. that's a big decision. I find that, I mean, that kind of question comes up a lot in American movies. Mm. As if the president's kind of... Higher? Got, yeah, I just find yeah. that weird. I don't know. Like that, yeah, the idea that the president is superior being... No, yeah. Yeah. Like if it was... Um, you need to save Kyron or Scott Morrison. Yeah. I'm sorry, Skomo. I don't yeah, think exactly. it'd be a question. But see, I think that's the different thing is that it's you're not. Sa- that's right. You're saving me or Scott Morrison. You're not saving me or the prime ministership. There'll be another prime minister in ten minutes' time in this country. It exactly. won't be a problem. There are yeah. dime a dozen. You can just replace him. Yeah. Like even if you do save the president, <laughs> the the maximum they could be there for is one more term. <laughs> The maximum. And then they're just another citizen again. It's like, you know, um, how all the presidential bodyguards and everything have to be willing to sacrifice their lives for the president. And I get that that's definitely much more of a reality in the States. I mean, that's a genuine risk. Imagine if you'd been in that job for 20 years and you're like, well, this is my job. I always save whatever president it is. Trump gets in and you're like, oh, must I? Must I? I think another good thread through this film is what is man without his machine? Well, yeah, his whole thing is I am Iron Man. He like mm. that's his big quote in all the movies. Yes. I am Iron Man, and then he's fucking freaked out because now he's just man. Mm. Yeah, I did think you know how they sort of alluding to Pepper thinking that the all the suits are a distraction or a hobby, and I just mm. think they're pretty helpful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're great Especially when For some reason None of your superpower friends Turn up yeah. To help you I know Because in other movies They've been there And he's in In this film Iron Man 3 A bit of a pickle <laughs> And That's what I love about These single singular movies Is that they You have to imagine a world Where no one is helping Yeah <laughs> Where are these cunts <laughs> Like I mean It's really going down <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's really happening in Malibu today. Quite a big scale. (laughs) Yeah. What? Where are you? Where's Captain America? Is he not watching the American TV? Because Air Force One's exploding. (laughs) I mean, he's not shooting anything else. No. Oh, Oh, I'm sorry, Chris Evans. Sorry, Chris Evans. 
Oh, that was me. He's so fucking hot. He's so fucking hot. There would be nothing really cooler as a kid than finding a superhero in your garage. Yeah, it's a bit dangerous. Until he's it? just kind of a cunt to you. For the, like, you open up to him that mm. you're like, oh, yeah. my, my dad left. Exactly. And then, and then so you've said yeah. that, and now you're his psychiatrist? If you look at it from another angle, though, if I'm his mum, I absolutely think that my son is being interfered with. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, first of all, you're kind of like, yeah, sure, Iron Man was in the garage. And then a billionaire gives you millions of dollars worth of equipment and you're not like, hmm. It well, is... there's a few famous stories of this happening. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I think Iron Man is a nonce. <laughs> I also love a, a villain named after a fruit. <laughs> and the bit at the end where he's like, I am the Mandarin. It was really obvious by then that he was it. You're like, mm. well, yeah, we know, mate. Yeah, we know yeah. from the time he got in the lift with the <laughs> cane and the long hair. It's obviously you. Moving on to the Bechdel test. Oh, yes. Where Pepper was talking to the botanist. And it was like, oh, my God, two women are talking to each other. Yep. About, oh, no, they're talking about the men. They're talking, talking about, about yeah. the men they're in their lives. The it, so it got so close. Uh, <laughs> So but close. it really, I don't know how you felt, but it really stuck out. Like it's, st- yes. well, it's stark yep. that women are talking to each other yep. at length I in know. one of these movies. And neither of them were in a uh, tight leather jumpsuit. Yep. But they were on a bed. They were on a bed. They were chatting on a bed. It <laughs> <laughs> is annoying. If the Mandarin hadn't have turned up, they were about to absolutely leather it up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that, that is the implication. Like, they could have had that conversation anywhere yeah. on a set. Yeah. It did not need to be on a bed. Even, it was only one scene in the entire movie, in the entire series so far. Mm. But it was like, oh, women are talking to each other. This is this feels strange now watching these movies back to back. Yeah, it for, really did. I no, totally it really it. popped out. Yeah, and then I was thinking, this was what was this made in two thousand and thirteen? Yeah, that's not that long ago. No. Yeah, <laughs> Pepper. We've seen a lot of people tied up and then getting injected with the weird fire stuff, but Pepper was the only one tied up in a bra. The only one. Yeah. <laughs> and she had to be just in a bra. For the rest of the film. Yeah. <laughs> I often wonder um, in these types of movies, if I suddenly had the power to shoot fire from my hands. Or mouth. It's going to take me a few minutes to, or give me a couple days to like work out <laughs> yeah. what feeling I have to have to be able to do that. Like it's not, <laughs> oh, like I can just do this. Yeah, you, like want, you want like mm, a master class, don't you? To mm, like, yeah, just the focus of learn doing the technique. Like I have a lot of trouble. The idea, I don't know how people meditate. Like I don't know what meditating feels like. Yes. Yeah, mm. Do you know what I mean? Like that kind of, and so what is it? Fi- what thought do I have to have to be like, fire out now? Yeah. Mm. But Gwyneth Paltrow, straight in. Yeah, well, she's <laughs> talented. We know that. Do you think it's plausible that the actor playing the Mandarin would... And I liked that scene where Ben Kingsley revealed himself as just an a- actor called Trevor Slattery or whatever his name is. Slattery, yeah, that was quite funny. I, I didn't yeah. quite like that. But that he would know all the secrets of all the missions and relay them immediately? Well, yeah, quite a, you know, if, when you hire a heroin addict, um, <laughs> you often just tell them everything. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you need a shoulder. Yeah. Almost kind of yeah. like a memory bank. <laughs> that you just give him all the information. Yeah, like a backup. <laughs> yeah. And they didn't seem too phased when they were like, Trevor, what did you tell them? And he said, oh, nothing. And they went, okay. Oh, we believe mm. you. <laughs> you should have pressed your panic button. Uh, yeah. 
that's going to happen. There's no one else we could have got to do this. <laughs> yeah. It was the tone, though. The, the tone in this one really, like, it was very kind of what Thor Ragnarok ends up being as well. Like, when the guard says, I don't want to, w- I hate working here. They're so weird. That yeah. really made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, me too. And that's like a big tone shift, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I loved that Happy's watching Downton Abbey in the hospital. I just yeah. thought that was like I a little something for the mums. I knew this was going <laughs> to come up. <laughs> At what point when you're falling from a plane... Would you pass out? Oh, yeah. I thought that a lot as well. Mm. That whole section, it was very exciting and really fun. Yeah. I always wonder what that look... We're in, we're in an era now, especially with these movies, where everything is so computer-generated. Mm-hmm. How long is the paragraph <laughs> in the script about that? Yeah. To make it seem exciting to the person making it. Like, and, then, um, and then he grabs onto her, <laughs> and then yeah. she grabs onto another man. I think this may have come out after David and Margaret stopped reviewing movies, or maybe they just didn't review it, but I can't find their review for this movie. So instead, mm. I have for us the review from That Movie Guy. Oh. These days is known as Mark Fennell. Mark Fennell? Oh, um, I love Mark Fennell. What it's, like, it's a little bit more like Annecy than you expect it to be. So, <laughs> you know, he's a well-regarded journalist these days. And he gave this four out of five. He said, Watching Robert Downey Jr. play a charismatic, swaggering dick is entertaining. Watching him play an emotionally damaged, swaggering dick is compelling. Movie reviewers fucking love the word compelling. Mm. They always want to be compelled by things. Were you compelled (laughs) by an emotionally damaged, swaggering dick? Yeah. We're going to get married. (laughs) (laughs) And there it is. That's romance, everyone. (gasps) Let's see what the people thought. Okay, not great. Didn't care for this. Three stars. Oh, gee. Three, I guess, being the lowest you could possibly give a movie. A solid pass. Does someone do it? Because the way that they've phrased it as well is, okay. There's an okay, then a full stop. It's like, okay. okay. Not great. <laughs> Didn't care for this. Three stars. What did we think? I really had quite a nice time. I had a good time. Yeah. Would you watch it again? I reckon I might. If I had alternatives. Yeah. I think I would. You could slot in halfway through happily. Yeah. That's the oh, good thing yeah. about a Marvel movie. You yeah. can kind of just enter at any point. Yeah, and still or not have a watch great the time. end and <laughs> still have some thoughts. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think I'd watch the rest of it if it was on TV, but if the ads came back on, I'd probably move away. Like I probably wouldn't <laughs> wait through the ads to see more, but if it was kind of on. So you'd watch it on the ABC. If it was on the ABC, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think... I'm putting this, oh. I think I'll put this fifth. So Ooh. for me, my list now goes Avengers, Captain America, Iron Man, <laughs> Iron Man 2, Iron Man 3. Are we allowed to Ooh. move around our list? Yeah, we decided we could. Well, what are you going to do, Georgia? <laughs> I will slot him in under Thor. Okay. Four. I think. I'd lo- I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> Am I <laughs> right, Iron Man slotted in under Thor? I reckon I might. Swap Iron Man 2 and Captain America. Ooh. I don't, I, I don't know if I agree with this being allowed to swap. You said well, we could the other time, Kyron. You okay. can't change your mind. And then I think I will put <laughs> Iron Man <laughs> 3 under a Captain America. Okay, so yes. the best, this, this you think, the best of the Iron Men. I kind of do. Mm. Mm. But I, it's hard to make those decisions because I'm coming at it with the context of two other movies. Yes. So by putting three there, I'm actually saying, I like this trilogy. So that also wraps up the Iron Man movies. Oh, my God. Thank God for that. 
And this is the start of phase two, I believe. So we've just got to trawl through two more of this bullshit and then (laughs) we get to go to space. (laughs) Phase two onwards, they get pretty loopy. Ant-Man's pretty nutso. Yeah, Paul Rudd. Doctor Strange is pretty nutso. I think she's seen Doctor Strange. I've seen Doctor Strange and I will (laughs) see it again. Yeah, I think she has a certain benediction. (laughs) Good to see you. You too, Karen and Reese. Happy Marvel! Uh, might be Christmas by the time we get all these out. Hooray! Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 